Hey, Susan Finch here with Rooted in Revenue, and today we're going to talk about the revenue you can make or lose because of voicemail. And the first part is going to be your first hello or your last, but talking about setting up your own voicemail for incoming calls. Ideally, no call goes to voicemail, but it happens. Ideally, you are alert, 100% focused, perky, welcoming, and clear to all callers that call you, and you answer with enthusiasm and respect. That doesn't happen. Unless you have no tasks, no proposals, no presentations, quotes you're working on, marketing timeline items you're working on, you will not be able to answer every call. If you can answer every single call to your landline, mobile, and video chat request, you need more business and someone guiding you to do more than wait by the phone. Chances are at that point you are broke, hungry, and most likely unemployed. So let's not go to there. Let's assume you're getting a good amount of calls that you can't always get to immediately. Voicemail, answering services, phone trees have been part of business going back to the 1920s with switchboards and big companies. You see them in old movies, the ladies in a small room with the perfect makeup, plucking one cord while on a headset and taking that cord and connecting it somewhere else, the transfer. The switchboard operator was the first greeting many businesses had. From there, the calls might go up to the executive assistant, who will decide who gets through to the target or who will be sloughed off into the, may I take a message status? Fast forward to today. The age of voice over IP, VoIP. Calls from anywhere and any device can be routed with the same flexibility. You don't even need phone lines. People are doing it through video chats, through messaging and other methods. Anywhere on any device or multiple devices. This includes, like I said, your video calls. This has allowed us to further customize that initial journey of our first time or those repeated callers. We even have the ability to block callers from specific numbers so we never have to know they tried to reach us. You know, those types of people, the stalker boyfriends, <clears throat> whatever it is, the, the vendor who just won't take no for an answer and continues to call you daily, even with the most polite rejection from you, they aren't getting the message. Whatever your reason, I don't judge. We can send them directly to voicemail with a canned text message, letting them know that you are unavailable at the moment and I will call you back right away. And yet they still go to your voicemail and get that message. We have become our own switchboard operators and executive assistants. You would have hired a professional in the past for those positions. Back in switchboard days, you hired entry-level people. Why would you do that now? There is too much competition for everyone's business and attention. Make it count if they call you. Make them feel welcomed after they've bothered to click on the phone number on your website where you get the little pop-up message, call 555-1212, and you say yes. After they've bothered to go to your contact page, read your overstuffed business card in tiny type, another topic, and actually put the digits in their device to start a conversation with you. Now you popular people, those with high up positions, those well-connected are most likely inundated with strangers calling you sapping your time, interrupting your day. And don't you remember when you were hungry? How it felt to make those cold calls? How it felt to reach out to someone you met briefly at a crowded event in person or online? This is still a human, a human earning a living for their families. Give them some dignity rather than disdain. Now I fully admit to being annoyed when I get the obvious boiler room call. You know, the ones you say hello, you hear all the background noise and they finally come on and it's somebody shouting into the phone but you can still barely hear them. 
They are spam, junk, unsolicited solicitations without any goal other than gaining access to my computer, scaring me into thinking I need their service to save me from a virus or donate to some unreputable charity. That sounds sort of like one I know. When I've had my coffee and a decent night's rest, I can stay composed, polite, and quickly end the conversation without being rude. My kids actually hold me in check sometimes when they're home in the summertime. I say, oh my gosh, mom, you were so rude to that person. They're just doing their job. Why would you work for a company that has you making money by bilking people out of their money or permitting unsavory software into being installed on their computers? I don't know about that. I will admit, that's the line. I am not polite to those people because I don't trust them. I don't like what they're doing, but I try and be a good example. But what about those we want calling us? Maybe we're on the other line and the call goes to voicemail. Unless you have a phone tree type of situation set up with a live person answering for you as your executive assistant when they can't get directly to you. You want that message though, if they have to go to voicemail, to be short, clean, warm, welcoming. The goal is to get them to leave the message so you can call them right back. They don't need you telling them what day it is unless you're one of those very enthusiastic on top of it salespeople that changes your message every single day. Don't miss a day though. Even on the weekends, make sure you clean up your message. It's a habit that you need to do. Otherwise, it looks really bad if it's Wednesday and you're still saying it's Monday. Now, if they're going to voicemail though, at that point, you have to decide, do you want to give them another way to reach someone who can help them fast? Is that going to be part of your message? A question I like to ask my clients is, when was the last time you called you? Try it. Do you like the experience? Is the message even current? Is it easy to understand? Don't you hate it when you call someone you've been waiting on to return from a conference because you got that automated email message? I'm sorry, I'll be out of the office. If you need something, talk to you know Jennifer, my assistant. Well, fine. But if their message still says on Tuesday and the conference ended on Friday, hi, this is Heather. It's Thursday and I'm at Dreamforce through Sunday. At that point, you actually stop listening. You most likely hang up since Heather doesn't ever act together. First impressions, or even in this case, the second chance first impressions do matter. And sometimes they can lose you the deal. Here are some ideas for the incoming call, phone call journey. One, a human always answers first, rather than a phone tree digital switchboard. They don't get you know the typical departmental thing. They route the call to your personal number. You see the call, you answer, or you're on the phone and it goes to voicemail, or if you don't answer, it can go back to the receptionist with a different type of moniker or alert somehow or ringtone, so they know it's a call that came back to them after transferring it to you. This would be handled with more urgency than new calls coming in as they've already spent time calling you, being routed, not reached you, and routed back. Oh my gosh, you've already wasted like a minute of their time. And those minutes do add up and they seem like an eternity, especially when you're calling somebody to get their services. Second tree option, calls go right to the phone tree. You can do that by department or you can do it by one of those name, dial by name type of things. But is your last name easy to spell? How about your first name? Make sure that if you have that type of dial by name system in place, you are in there by first and last name. Test it. Do not assume they set you up, especially if you are a new staff person or if you changed departments recently. 
call and try to reach after hours and dial by your first name and your last name to make sure. Now, if your names are always difficult for people to spell or say, consider routing by department or say the name. But wait a minute, if people can't say, spell your name, chances are they don't say your name right. Back to call journey one with a human always answers first. Third option, all calls go to you directly. Your direct line from LinkedIn, your bio on the company website, it has your direct line. You answer the phone with the attitude of, this could be the one. Smile, welcome them. Make sure you are in a place you can hear them, even if they have a heavy accent or they're in their cars. So many things can make it difficult for us to hear depending on people's connectivity, their signals, and the distance that they're calling from. Here's some tips for recording your voicemail message. Sound upbeat in your message. Practice it. Seriously, practice the message because you don't want it in there. You run out of time and it's like, oh, good enough. I'll just leave it there. No, smile when you say it. Pretend the person is there. If it helps, record your message in front of a mirror so you can see your expression. Would you want to talk to you? Would you want to leave a message? And don't rush. Avoid background noise. This includes pets, traffic, music, children. Make sure they know you are giving your full attention to making it easy to understand your message. One more time, rehearse it. Write down, just tape it up on the mirror so that you can see it while you're recording. Blitz sales software reminds us to share basic information. If you're out of the office, that's another thing to share, but change it when it isn't true. Don't be like Heather and be a few days behind. Be courteous of your customer's time. Give them a realistic expectation of when you will get back to them. If it's Friday, I don't know, do you make call, Do you return calls on the weekends? Some people do, some people don't. Catch their attention. Give them the option. If it's your cell phone number, say, if it's urgent, text me, and I will get to a place where I can call you back right away. Suddenly, they know they have this hotline right to you. They will hopefully leave a helpful message, not just, I need to talk to you right away something so you will know how to help them quickly. Catch their attention. Prove your attentiveness to voicemail by returning those calls, calling them when they text you that it's urgent. So those are just some quick tips. I hope that you go and test. Test from your company lines, from the switchboard system that they're using. How are calls routed? Check after hours. Call your own voicemail to make sure that it makes sense. And sometimes you have two versions of a message, don't forget. You have the one when nobody picks up and you have the one when you're on another line. Those messages can vary. Make sure both of them are personalized and recorded with the utmost care. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe to us on rootedinrevenue.com. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. We want to be where you are. 